morning. So where we were last time, I think we did a bunch of tangents related to Purim. And what we ended up uh, touching on was our topic now, our subtopic now, <clears throat> that we're calling proto-parallel, which is how parallel existed back in the days of the Tanoim and Amaram. We started out talking about Hillel and Elizabeth and Kharsaim, and those were people that are Mechaed, Anim, and Ashirim to still learn. We moved on to discuss. We discussed a, uh, two different understandings of a Gemara and Kedusha. The Gemara and Kedusha and Amachlik as seen between Rabbi Yechon and Shmuel about whether or not somebody should first get married and then learn, or first learn and then get married. It seemed like, according to Shmuel, it was very clear that you first, you first, what do you call it? You first get married and then you learn Tyra. It's not possible. It's not like you can first uh, get married and then learn Torah. You first have to learn Torah, and then you you get married. Ligmar ended up saying that's really not about like between Rabbi Yechon and Shmuel. It's really a difference in geography. Halon Valahu, that is in Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, they would first get married, and then they would learn later. But in Babel, they would first get married. And then they will learn. And what was the reason for that? So Rashi explained that the reason for that was because the people in Babel didn't learn in Babel. They would get married and then they would go to Eretz and learn Torah there. So for them, getting married is great. <clears throat> Why? Because Paz Basala, so you don't have any issues in terms of you know having Yitzharas. And you can learn Torah at a big geographic distance in equanimity. You don't have to worry about the family or anything like that. So it's perfect, good solution. But the people in Eretz Yisrael, they're going to get married and they're going to stay in Eretz Yisrael to learn. So they're going to be stuck. Their wife's going to be like, you know, expecting things to come home. So therefore, it didn't work. That was one possible approach. The other approach we said was the, <clears throat> the approach of the Ran. The Ran said that the difference between Eretz Yisrael and Bava was the, not the, the modality of studying away from home or near home, but rather the Jewish woman, that there was a Jewish woman in Eretz Yisrael who we would call today Jappy, that the Jew, women in Eretz Yisrael were misangers. They didn't rely of this. They didn't do any work. They expected to be waited on hand and foot. Those kinds of people. How could you get married and learn? You're going to get married. You're just taking on another master. You have no ability to, to, to serve two masters. Doesn't work. But in Bavel, the women were very hardworking, very industrious. So over there, when they would get married, they would take on a job, support the husband and Kyle. So in that situation, they could get married, should get married, and then go learn Torah. So, so there seems to have been potentially a different understanding um, of why there would be a geographic distinction between Bavel and Eretz Yisrael. And these are the Machalikas Rishonim, Rashi and Iran, as to how one might explain it. But either way, what's coming out is that in Bavel, they learned after they got married. And in Eretz Yisrael, they learned, but they pushed off the marriage until after they finished learning. Good. So that's what we ended up last time. I think we talked, maybe we touched on the Gemara and Yuma. The Gemara and Yuma said, on a positive of Yerash Hashem, Tahira, Medans Law, what does it mean? Yerash Hashem, Tahira. The fear of God is pure. Right? The fear of God that's going to last forever. Why? Because it's pure. How do you have a fear of God that's pure? As the Gemara said, it's when you, when you end up learning before you get married. Start when you learn before you marry. When you get married before you learn, so then you hear Hashem Stahira. Then it's a medis lot. Why? Because you took away any possibilities of Yetzahara. So if you learn the term of Tahara, 
because you got married first. So then you know you'll be safe. Your your Hashem will last. So we're seeing in these examples, the reason I'm using these Gemaras is to show you that they learned after they got married, what we call today Karl. This is proto Karl. And I pointed out there because of the Parshas that we're in now, that the Gemara there said that there was three different Kedem of the Samikdash that had Zer, that had that crown. Right, the Aaron, the Shulchan, and the Mizbeach, Hazav, they all had crowns. So the Umar said that in relation to the, the crown on the Mizbeach, Hazav, right, and the, I'm sorry, in relation to the Mizbeach, Hazav, the Shulchan, and the Aaron, in relation to the Zer on the, on the Mizbeach, so that's uh, the, the Kahanim took it, in relation to the Zer on the Shulchan. This symbol of bread, sustaining, that's something of machos. That's why you look at Arab and those kind of sperms. They say that Dava comes from base Lechem, Yehuda, right? There's different base Lechem. There's base Lechem in the north, base Lechem in Yehuda. When it comes to the house of bread, that's the name of his town, yeah? Because true machos is sustaining. And that's a, that if the people have bread, then you know you have a good king. If they don't have bread, then you know you don't have a good king. That's why David comes from the house of bread. Fine. So, so that that David was there and took the zer from the shulchan, but the zer from the iron, the zer that's there for the iron for Tyra, that's a diamond nachas. Whoever wants that can take it. That's not. No one's entitled to that. Anyone can come and take the crown of Tyra. Just simply have to put in the work. But it's not beholden to a family. There's no one who has a claim and say, oh, it's for me. The Gemara then continued, and the Gemara brought down a stira between two different psukim about the art. One is it said in, in, in Parsha Eget, that like Kodesh Baruch said, you should make for me an art. It sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu had the command to make the art. And it also said another Pasuk, and that Pasuk said that differently, we had it just now. The Pasuk said in Pasuk, true and Vasu Aroin, I'd say Shittim, it sound like who's making the Aroin? The Jewish people, Vasu Aroin, I'd say Shittim, that's a plural. The Jewish people are going to make the Aroin. Who's making the Aroin? Says the Gemara, Mikan, we learn out from El Tamakachom, El Tamakachom, Shebnei Yirim, and Savin, Lassus, Lemelachim, that the townspeople are required to do the work for Tamakachom. The work that he needs to sustain himself has to be done by the townspeople around him. What does that tell you? That tells you that number one, right? Thomas Hawkman had work that he had to do. Thomas Hawkman had Parnassa issues. So Thomas Hawkman could go do the work himself, or he could have somebody go and help him do the work. You have a command to go help Thomas Hawkman. How do I see it from the Pasuk? Because Meshwin is commanded to do the art, and the Bnei Sfar commanded to do the art as a possible. Command was from Meshwin How was it fulfilled? They did it. In other words, in this case, this was Meshur Benu's quote-unquote parnas. This was his requirement that he had to do by Kodesh Baruch He had to make the arm. But it was satisfied. It was done. It was taken care of by who? By outsiders. By the, by the Bnei Israel. This is a requirement that, that uh, we say for townspeople that they have to do the malafta, the kakmachik for the tamakaf. They have to take care of tamakaf and his work. They have to help him out. All right. So that's where I think we got to last week. Now let's continue on. So we have um, 
We're having a Gemara on Shabbos. Everyone's familiar with it, I think, with this Gemara. Gemara tells us what happened when end of life. What happens when you get up to heaven? So the Gemara says, First question they ask you after lost love 120 years, you come to heaven. Is they say, no. Were you honest in your business? First question they ask. I always think of this Gemara. People always get, you know, some people take it like, you see that obviously business is the most important, right? Because the second question is, the second question is, did you set aside time for learning? To me, that's not the that's not the takeaway. The real takeaway is, what do you mean business? What does that have to do with business? Who's doing business? Not some people do business, but not everybody. If you're a Tamil Chacham who's learning all day, what business are you doing? So to me, even a Tamil Chacham is doing business. What does he say? Well, he's not ready to do business. No, but he does. What's the business that Tamil Chacham is doing? Once he's not working at all, so has to pay his rent, mm, he has to pay his bills, right? He's still going to the market. He has to buy shopping. There's always business that people is doing. There's no such thing as nobody who's not doing business. Even Tom and Paco. It's not a... If someone's supporting him, is he using that time that people are using to support him? Oh, that's, that's for sure. That's fantastic, right? For sure. Yeah. So in the south of the south of the Bible, it's about to use Montero, Sakta, Perry, Brivet, Special, Yeshua, El Pato, Bechachman, Evans, and Dover, and Terech These are the six questions that they ask you when you get up to the Shemayim. The Rashi says, Rashi says, on what does it mean, Kavati Tumotero? Lefisha Adam, Sarah, Lesasik, Darakarit. Person has to work. Why is that? To support himself. She made Darakarit, St. Tara, like we learned in the office way back. If you don't have Darakarit, if you don't have work, how do you have any Tara at all? You're going to be Malam the listless. You have to steal. We're talking about a situation where nobody can imagine a world of so much plenty where you can literally be supported. We're talking about a situation where if you didn't work, you die or you have to steal. So this is if you have to set aside specific times to learn Torah, Dover Katsuv, you have to set aside specific times to learn. It shouldn't be Meshach day to the Acharit. To me, that word Meshach should bring you up to remind you of a Gemara that we have in Avodah Zarah. The Gemara tells us that shiny minus the Mashka, right? That certain things that are Meshach Aleph, minus, curses, heresy, so it, it takes you away. And the Rash using the same Lashon and Darachat. Why Rash using the same Lashon and Darachat? I think as Rash understood, right? The Meshach Levavah, sometimes people get into the work so much, it draws you. <coughs> people start to love the work, they enjoy it so much. It becomes how they identify themselves, etc. And when you ask them, who are you? They start talking about what they do. What does that have to do with what you do? No, it becomes part and parcel of who they are. So Rash is saying, that Lashon of Moshech Levavis, which remind you of that Gemara there. When it comes to certain things that the Moshech, you have to be careful from. All right. I wanted to point out that, that there's, a, there's a Gemara uh, in the end of the Yushalmi Kedushin. The Gemara says in the end of the Yushalmi Kedushin, also what happens when a person comes after 120. And the Gemara says there that they're going to ask you, um, did you have enough in my world? So the Gemara says that whatever your eyes saw, whatever you were able to do in this world, whatever you were aware of, the pleasures that HaKadosh Baruch gave, and and you didn't do it. You ever heard the story of the Maestro of Shem Shepal Hershon the Alps? He was once in the Alps. I said to him, why are you in the Alps? He says, when I come after 120, HaKadosh Baruch is going to say, that's because I'm in my Alps. 
I'm going to say no. I'm, the Alps is an amazing thing. How do I not see the Alps? You saw the Alps, right? No, I'm just saying. The proverbial Alps. Yeah. yeah, so so the Gemara says there that the Gemara says over there that um, that there was a rabbi or Chizkiah who was very concerned about this thing. So whenever you have a dollar, he didn't have a lot of money. He's not fucking always learning, but whenever you have a dollar or spare, he would go to the market and go look for a unique fruit, something special they never had before. So he should be able to be zero to zero on this point. But is the point to like? See and taste and see and see yourself. No, no, to taste it, not to say no, to taste it. To see all the varied pleasures that Akash Baruch has put into the world, all these incredible things. And you're supposed to you're supposed to see how much Akash Baruch's universe is there. How do, how do you appreciate it? You never left your house. You never leave your Dalai Lama's. How do you know how much this world has to offer? This goes on to a whole other tangent, which I don't want to get into now. I will just point out that what I'm about to say is a machlaikas, no one agrees with me in terms of the parsha, but I still hold that I'm correct. If you go back to Voracious, all right, if you go back to Voracious, look here for the Psukkim, and you'll see if you agree with me or not. As I said, most of the Parsha do not agree with me. Pazik says that Kodesh Bova tells Adam I always love to do it like this. What's the first mitzvah in the Torah? That is the classic answer. What is the, how does the Torah introduce proof with automation? How does it introduce it? The words before Puruvu. Paz says, Vayivarech has saw them. Kodesh Baruch Hu blessed him. And he says, Vayivarech has saw them. Kodesh Baruch Hu blessed him. And he says, Vayivarech has saw them. Right? Kodesh Baruch Hu blessed What's the first time the Torah uses the word tzivoy? Where's the first tzivoy in the Torah? That's a bracha. Where is the first time the Torah? It's counted as a mitzvah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's, it's in the world of bracha. Where's the first tzivoy? The first mitzvah in the Torah to B'nai Israel. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, counting the 613 mitzvahs, you look at the chenot, you'll see there's a mitzvah there. Yeah. Whether or not that has to go back to Bnei to be recounted, that's a whole other topic. Very interesting. On the Rambam, famous. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Oh, so everybody says, "What's the first command of the Torah proof?" Uh, what's the first thing the Torah says? It's simply you shouldn't even answer that. And that is true. Most of the Mepharshim understand the first Tzivoy, not the first Mitzvah, but the first two. The first time the Torah uses the word Lush Tzivoy is Mikol Tzagana Fatah Mesadas Torah. So which one? What's the answer to the first one? Mikol Tzagana Fatah. No. Most of the Mepharshim will tell you the first Tzivoy is that from Eitzadas Lo Yisraelim. Now what does it mean Mikol Tzagana Fatah? That's the Rishos. You can eat from all the trees in the garden. I say, no, no, no. You have a mitzvah to eat from all the trees of the garden. Other Mauritian's mitzvah was different than ours. It was, a, in a sense, a embryonic version of what our Torah is. His Torah was very small. Love the Lashama, that's encapsulates his entire terror. But part and parcel of that terror was eating from the trees of the garden. 
This is that Gemara in the end of your Shaman Kedushan that talks about that to me is when I say that's what it's referring, that's what it's saying. So you're supposed to be thinking about. Now it's a very different kind of a world. A world where you understand that God wants you to have all the pleasure in the world. But if you sit and become a hedonist, then you kind of totally miss the boat as to what the pleasure is, what the point is. But the ultimate point of why we're here is to be in the Hashem. The whole point of where we're supposed to get to is to have absolute pleasure with the divine. That's the point of why we're here. Here we're doing what's called wine tasting. You know how to do a wine taste? They ever go to a place where they do wine tasting? They don't drink the wine. They're smelling. They're talking about it. They smell the aromas and things. And then when they actually take a little bit, they, they spit it out. Then two hours talking about the wine. They don't even have any wine. It's like a stupidity, right? But for them, you have to understand. You have to be holding in the thing. If you're not holding in it, you don't understand. You see, you think it's stupid. But the point is, that's what we're here in this world for. We're here in this world to become wine kind of sort. We're here in this world to become the experts on pleasure. That's the point. It's only by becoming rarefied and, and, and sophisticated and refined and understanding the real pleasures that exist in this world that we can be less If we end up in this world just with the very permeated, with the very you know, plebeian types of crust, you know, kind of pleasure. Okay. So fine, very nice. But that's not going to get you to the verified pleasure that God wants to give you. So he tell you to a whole long laundry list, 613 mitzvahs. The Rabbani came on, they added thousands more. That that's all meant to get you to a place where you appreciate pleasure. The most divine of it. If you can't, then you miss the boat. So one of those understandings is to understand that everything in this world is meant for a human being to be able to hop on. Oh, what Hashem is about, whatever that means. One of that is to recognize the multiplicity and the diversity and the infinite amount of different things that exist in this world is to get you a glimpse, a shaykhist, to what it means that God's world is infinite. All right, that was a bit of a tangent. Now getting back on schedule. So the more it tells us in the voters are like this. The more it says that Mentraji met Elizabeth Porto. And they were both arrested. They met in jail, you know, talking in jail. Knew what's going why are you here? Why are you here? Yeah. They're talking to each other in jail. So, for Buzzard Ford, it's like, that never, I'm here for five different things. They told me on five charges. Because my child is like, nah, I'm here on one charge. He's off, Barak Hashem. He's like, no, that's not Barak Hashem. You're here on five charges, but you're going to get out. I'm here on one charge. I'm not getting out. Well, remember what his charge was? We talked about this tomorrow, I think, probably before. His charge was learning terror in public. And, you know, remember we discussed this on the on the on the Semkhan al right? Because he said Bam Shal Tam. He went to go see Kisma. And he told him, What are you doing? I heard you teaching Torah publicly. He says, Ah, Shem's gonna watch you like crazy. What are you doing? It's against the law. I don't want to I'm not focused on that part of it. I'm focusing on the first part of the moment. He ends up in jail. And um, he says, You're gonna get out, even though you have five things against you. On the charge sheet, you're getting out. So he says, Why? He says, Because you have Torah and Sutter. I just have Torah. I just have to, meaning, to get working, right? That's what you should be picking up from this tomorrow. For me, that's what I'm picking up from this tomorrow. It's not just that he didn't do um, He's not working. Obviously, he's not working. He's not even doing chesed. He's not working. That's how dedicated to learning Torah. This is an idea of when I say protocol. That's what we have to understand. Such an engagement with learning Torah that there wasn't even time to do chesed. In fact, we have a good morning.
the more it tells us in Rosh Hashanah, the more it tells us about um, it's a dispute on the Gersus about who it was, but um, it's most likely Rabbah. But uh, Abaya died at the age of 60, and Rabbah died at the age of 40. So the Morris says, Why did he die early? So they said he came from the house of Eli. The house of Eli was cursed. Why was it cursed? It was cursed because the Kofi and Pekas were bad guys. And so they got a punishment because Eli didn't remonstrate with them, he didn't teach them how to do the right. So therefore, they got punished. And from that family, they're going to die young. So Abai and Rabbi, and Rabbi, they came from this family. So the Mar says that um, that's where they died early. So why did Rabbi, uh, Rabbi die early so early at 40, and one died at 60? Mar says, because Rabbi and the Asuk Turk, unless I saw them, he lived 60. Rabbi only lived, did the Torah 40. So you see this idea that people are so dedicated to her that didn't get work, they didn't even have time to do chesed. All right. Um, Mar says, Gemara says a uh, Misa in Megillah. We just finished. So we'll talk about this Gemara. Gemara says like this. It's students of Nechim and Akana asking the following question. Why do you live so long? Says, I, didn't, I didn't like sort of give, my, give myself honor on somebody's denouement, on somebody's, you know, being pushed down. Well, they also because I was good with my money, I was nice, and I, I didn't um, you know, have bad thoughts about others. So I said, well, what does it mean, what does it mean I didn't have uh, taken, uh, like, sort of enjoyment? I didn't raise myself up on somebody else that's being pushed down. What's an example of that? So we don't have a mice of our I have a mice of our which tells me what What does it mean not to discover yourself by right? Not to have yourself be honored on somebody else's being pushed down. What's the example? It's a maestro of Puna. What's maestro of Puna? Puna was kind of in the field. He worked as a laborer. All right, this is a proof. We're eventually going to get to uh, the examples of the phenomenon and the that worked, but this is a proof that people worked, even though they learned, even though they were so dedicated to the learning. He said Hill was a Machayavanian, but even he worked. He worked for Babkis, but he worked. So he was coming from the field, was carrying his, his, well, his hoe, his uh, rake, whatever it's called, yeah. He's carrying on his shoulder. So another rabbi comes along. But there are many. He took away. He took away. I'm going to help him out. I'm going to make Rapuna carry it. I'm taking out and help him out. So Rapuna responded back to him. And Rapuna said, "I'm like even Lisa the dark of the Moscow dark. He says, if it's the normal thing for you, you will carry a hoe and you're carrying a rake, and you want to give me a covet, you don't want me to do it. Fine." But if it's not something that's typical, you've ever carried such a thing, take it from me just to give me a cover. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to describe it myself. But what is the more saying? This is a master of Huna. Are you supposed to think about it for? I'm a Klein said about himself that why? It was never discovered himself with Klein What it seems to me the more might be saying, I'm not saying it's true, but it might be saying, is that a has a situation maybe where he, not 100%, but maybe he had a situation also where he was coming from a field and he was doing something that wasn't so typical of like a big time and somebody came along and said, please don't do it, let me do it for you. And he said something similar, like, look, if it's your typical to do something like that, so it's not a, a, a plague in your covet, fine. 
But if it's Pagam and you're covering, you're doing it for me because it's me, I'm not interested. What does that tell me? Now, even though I'm and Akana, we have the famous Gemara and Braga that we talked about months ago, right? When Rukhanim and said what? Famous Tzila we say when you go to learn, right? You say, that we are from the Yeshivites from Medrash and not from the Yeshivite Kronites. We had the rough cook, we had the whole question what does Kronos mean? Is it an Akan Mershi Tevis of Kakasos with Piatros and all that, right? Remember all that? So, from the himself, who made the seal for the Asian based marriage, maybe also sometimes that of the base marriage also. Not a I don't have a riot. I'm saying the Mershi bring your mice and Ravuna, Ravuna, and Akana. That uh, what I want to see from here is perhaps, I'm not saying it's 100% shot at all, but maybe. That even the master of the base manager himself who made the tefillah for the base manager, maybe even him himself is outside the base manager. Could be, it could be this didn't have a master. Maybe, maybe. Or you could tell me differently. You tell me, like, oh, look, the master around Huna, maybe Rabbi Chamekana, a different example of being, you know, reminding uh, himself on the Frank Haber, who's going to have to glue the hole in a rake. Yeah. All right. So the Gemara says like this, and the Gemara says in Brachas, unbelievable Gemara. Gemara says, "Am Rabbi Yechonai Kol Nebiim Kulon LeMisnavu El LeMesi Bitol Tamafakim Lester Parmatu Tamafakim Mahal Tamen Kamen Nafaso." That all of the Nebiim, all of the the, the books of of uh, Tanakh, they only came along to tell you that the to idealize that a person should marry off his daughter from Tamafakim. And to do the work for Thomas Hawker. Remember that we just had that Gemara and Yuma, right? It's that and to effectively help support Thomas Hawker. Right? This is protocol 101. Right? Rabbi is saying, or Rabbi the master, we talked about Martin Tanis, Rabbi left to go stay and learning, right? What are we seeing? What is Rabbi Yechman saying? That's what all of Tanakh is supposed to teach you. You're supposed to be seeing from that how important Tanakh Hakim is. Marry off your daughter's one. Make sure you help the Tanakh Hakim with his work. Make sure that you Mahana Tanakh Hakim from Yenukhas. This is the lesson for Rabbi Yechon from reading um, all the Nevi'im, from reading Tanakh. That the Tamil Kalkham itself is on the such a supernal level it's even farther away, way out Okay. What do you see from this Gemara? Connects to the Gemara's before, right? Which is that there's a notion that you support a Tamil Kalkham. You help a Tamil Kalkham with the work that he needs, with the support that he needs. In other words, what we would call that a proto This is the glimmer of what life was like. No, I told you in the very beginning, first class, that you're never going to find anywhere in Tanakh somebody sitting in there. You're going to find it one time. Okay. But I also said that if you go to Tanakh, you see that by definition, they had to have been learning. How else would they know all the various things that they know? They had to study, even if you never talked about them actually studying. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an assumed, it's a given. Not, not actually detailed. Yeah, Mary, I'm talking about. There's no learning. Yeah, that. 
All right, do we have a Gemara at the end of Yuma? The Gemara tells a very interesting Gemara thing. The Gemara says, there are different things that Chil Hashem for Tam The Tam Chachem, one of the, one of the blessings of Gemara, and I'm walking around Tal and Spilam Dal, I'm a big, big Chil Hashem. Tam Chachem doesn't pay his, his, his uh, grocery bill right away. Big Chil Hashem. All the various different things. What could be a Chil Hashem then a buyer comes along and a buyer says, I'm a buyer. I have a buyer to, you know, to explain all this. The half does the shem like Kefna. Well, you're supposed to love Akkadish Brochu. Sheyeheshem Shemayim That the name of God should be beloved because of you. What does it mean? That a person should learn Chumish. Kerr is learn Chumish. If you recall, we did this on Shuas last year. Uh, we talked about the fact that there was learning Chumash, right? there was learning Mishnah, there was learning Gemara, there, there were different levels, different kinds of people, they did different things. So a person should be learning Chumash, learning Mishnah, and Mishamash Shemnecham, what's that? What do you think Mishamash Shemnecham will be? If I wouldn't tell you what I'm about to tell you, you think Mishamash Shemnecham is what helped out of Tamachacham? But what, what, what are we not talking about? We're not talking about, not talking about a real Tamachacham. Somebody who's helping Tamachacham, and he helps us with Tamachacham to the airport. But we're not talking about Tamachacham himself. But I just told you the whole context of the Gemara is what? Talking about what is a Chil Hashem for Tamachacham. Says Rashi, what does it mean, Misham Hashem Echachamim? Lil Moed Teira, he yishuv taimeh mishnayis ma taimon amehechen lamdu. What does it mean, Misham Hashem Echachamim? He's learning Gemara. Normally, we don't say it like that. No, we talk about learning Gemara. No, here with Imam Shams Macham says Rashi, it means learning Gemara. Why is Rashi saying that? Because otherwise the Gemara doesn't really so fit. When you kid the time and bring your Raya, all the things that we talked about now before, which is all about Tanakham and their Hashem, you bring me a Raya then for some reason, Tanakham? Doesn't work. So Misham Shacham must be, be maybe Dovrin Terkhlover, that's the Gemara. Okay? So that's what it means in Misham Shacham. Amen. It's Yishuv Taimei Mishnayis. Not Taimei Mehechem Lamdu. Figure out where they're from, what the sources are, what the reasons are, etc. And when you do your business, do it nicely, do it sweetly, do it kindly. Don't be aggressive. You should be decent and nice when you do your business with people. And they should say about you, people are going to say, wow, look at an amazing parent and Rabbi Anna taught this person Torah. People who, are, who, who do not have the ability, their parents and their Rabbi didn't teach Torah. So, because how beautiful is the person, how nice are the actions. I love our but somebody who learned Kumish, he learned Mishnah, he learned Gemara. But the ain't Masai Matan Muna, the ain't Borbanakas and Mabriyas. Now he's not a kind person, he's not nice to people. So they're going to say, Oi, Oi, the Plenish Lamater, Oi, the Avish Lamater, the Ravish Lamater. Look how terrible he is. Did you hear the difference in the Gemara between both sides? The Gemara said <coughs> on the first side was uh, What was the other side of it? What was the other side of it? 
אבל מי שקרוב לשלם שם שלפעמים ואין מעשרה מתנה באמונה ואין דיבור בנחת. So what are we talking about? When they see somebody who is doing right? And he's what? It means he's being honest, he's being faithful in business. And he's doing it kindly with that fellow heart, he's doing it sweetly. They're gonna say, wow, amazing. Look at, look at come, come and know myself, right? Look at his rough, he's an amazing guy. But what are we seeing from here? Again, the Atomic Hoffman is involved in what? In business. Again, the business could be very like business, but there is some element of business. And as I say, it's not a right that they work, per se, but it, everybody's involved in business. Which Atomic Hoffman doesn't have to pay rent, but doesn't have to pay grocery bills. There is some element of business that's engaged. Right, okay. So we are, we are about to get to um, what is going to be the absolute, the highlight of protocol. And, and this is um, the whole Gemara. The whole Gemara and Suba that we have to go through. Um, and I think we have enough time. So I wanted like, I would like to get to this today. So let's, before we get to one more Gemara. So we, Seems that way. Seems that they engage some some element of commerce, but it also seems that you're meant to help the farmers' commercial activity. You're meant to help sustain. You're meant to help him, um, you know, uh, in his business. Yeah. So we have a Yerushalmi insight. The Yerushalmi insight says like this: Rabbi Chana, Rabbi Yemi, Rabbi Shem, Rabbi Chia. Also, the Kodesh Baruch Hu has to sell the Bali Mitzvah. Is gonna give a shade, you know, like you think shade is a big deal, like when you give a shade. But they have it in the in, in pools. They tell it's called cabana. You ever see this thing? Whenever I go to a conference about a pool, so some, sometimes the conferences that take place in wars, you can't breathe. So you rent a cabana. The cabanas you rent for thousand dollars a day, two thousand dollars a day. Sometimes the conferences now that there are conferences that obviously take place at the pool. The whole conference at the pool. If you go to these conferences, everybody's wearing suits, tie, whatever. Get to the stage, you don't have to wear suit and tie anymore. But people are wearing mama suit and tie, sweltering in the heat. And the cabanas, sometimes now they have cabanas that are air conditioned. But every time I think about this cabana, I think about the gemara. Like you're selling shade. That's mama's what you're doing, you're selling shade. Also, I go to Boku. Akash Bro is going to make sale of Bali Mitzvah. Akash Bro is going to make a shade for the Bali Mitzvah. Bit sale of Bali Terra. In the shade of those that are Bali Terra. I see from this more a whole bunch of things. What is the Bali Terra? People learn. What is the Bali Mitzvah? That's kind of the good. They do good. You know, they're nice people. They do a lot of mitzvahs. But they're not Bali Terra. What is the more saying about them? What's Yushami saying? Akarish Bo is going to give them a shame, give them a nice portion where bit sailo shall bali In the shade of the bali In other words, who's the who's the main kanaka is the bali Within the shade of the bali is also going to be a place for the bali mitra. 
Yeah, we agree. There's a different version of this. If you look, if you look on the side, like Rabbi Eda, he says a little differently. You know what he says? Is also Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch is going to give Zeila Baale Mitzvah Kit Zeila Shel Baale Tera. Right? It's different between the base and the cup. Now, you know, something like this, the base and the cup, is a very easy distinction in the letter. So obviously, over time, there was inoculation in the text. So the base and the cup easily interchangeable. Okay, but here's other gifts. What's the other gifts to say? Not that they're being nichlal into the sale of the Balei Torah. They get their own shade. They have their own cabana. So you have competing cabanas. You have the Balei Mitzvah cabana. It's probably going to be more fun. You have the Balei Torah. You can have cabana. Yeah. So we have different cabanas. Okay. That's your shaman. But it tells to me is that not just Toman and Babel protocol. Protocol and also the hand notion people just value fair people that are just valuing it. More says like this. This is more in Brachas. We talked about this Gemara. If anybody was there on Shoshana this past year, I think. Yeah, I think it was this past year. We talked about our dreams, Malin Murray. Right, we spent a few days in Chemin Chamayak talking about dreams. Halakas as relates to dreams. What do dreams have impact or not? Um, and because you can read a, a psukum as like a double entanglement, right? Well, you can read it, right? You can read it on one end, to tell you nothing. On the other end, you can read it, it's me. Do you think Chalemus are nothing? To tell you very good thing. Okay. The most like this. And this whole Gemara there in Brachas, I'm not going to do the Gemara now, but this whole Gemara in Brachas deals with. The this question about dreams and the person would go by Roshana, had a fight with the wife, or go to the cemetery, and here was going to be with the agriculture for that year, and then they the big Parnassa as a result, they had a long wager on you know on the right kind of agrarian uh, you know commodities, they had a big commodity bet. Fine. Says the Gemara like this. They went to go work. The sons of Rabhi went to go work. And they forgot their learning. And they're wondering, they're very, they, they, they very bothered, they couldn't remember their learning. And they started talking to each other, Yoda Avuch, the height sound is Dhata know. Does the Tata know about the fact that we lost our learning and forgetting our learning? Keep that in the back of the mind because we're going to get to talking about the family of Rabbi Now we get to our main event, our big Gemara hearing soon. If you're not familiar with the Gemara, because I had to go to this Gemara. I'll tell you on the side note, a few years ago, I think it was maybe, um, maybe close to 10 years now, there was a lady in Israel. Her name was Ruth Calderon. Ruth Calderon, um, I, I was blown away. Um, I think it's probably the only time I ever looked at a, a Knesset speech for more than maybe I've looked at it for a minute or something. I actually spent the time and I listened to the speech. I don't remember anything that she said, but I was blown away by this was a second woman. Didn't seem to be a Dati woman at all. And she was learning Gamar then. She has a, a secular issue. I never knew there was such a thing as secular. It's very interesting to me. And so she's making a very valid point. What was the point? She said, Why is it only the my Russia of the Haredi world? 
but it's actually living well. Marashi goes, as Jewish people, Torah. I want to study Torah too. That's it. You should have more people like that who want to study Torah who are not religious. Wonderful. So she got up and she gave a drush on this Gemara. I don't know what it has to do with the Knesset. I'm not really sure. I don't know what it has to do with the bills. I really, I, I can't say I remember any of it. I was just blown away. I think I remember this Gemara. And it was like, there's someone in Kagurdi. I couldn't figure it out. In any event, that's the background of the Gemara. But here's the, uh, in my head, that's the background of the Gemara. The actual context of the Gemara is the mitzvah of Aina, the various different chiyuvim that a person has, depending on their job. Depending on the job, the Gemara gives different, different requirements of how often that Gemara opens up by saying, of Chaim Islam, we also have the same idea in, 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 in Saito, that right to Isha, the kav vitiflos yesha metisha kabayim what does it mean? It means that a woman would prefer to have more intimacy with her husband and have poverty than to be having a tremendous wealth and to have Krishna. The Lord tells us in Saitam that in the four things that are four things that destroy the world, one of them is the Isha Prusha. When you have when you have a person that's uh, being perished from the world, it's not a it's not an ideal, it's not a healthy thing. You see now very unhealthy people in Israel. They're adapting the, the modes of dress to their Islamic cousins. I remember seeing it years ago with a one-off. The people mamish walking around the full online borkas. Um, and um, this is uh, a level of precious that people think is bringing them closer to that God is powerful. Again, this basic remarks, you don't have to know a lot. But um, the Torah says that that's not the appropriate approach. But that's the appropriate approach for a woman. And the Torah is saying, the Gemara is saying it as an existential matter. Right to each of the calves, that is an existential understanding. And that is frankly um, the reason. The practicing priests said, "Oh, the burgers. Oh, I think maybe they're practicing priests. Yeah, yeah. All right. Remember that Gemara is referring to yeah, the Isha Gizamis Bar Shabbos. Okay, so that's our context. That's the actual context there. The Gemara in Kibbutz. And the Gemara says like the Tassav Ponim Achas L'Shisha Chadash and Diver Melazer. Melazer says that a sailor has only Chiyav Aina once, um, once every six months, twice a year. Why is that?" Because a sailor has to go on a voyage, a voyage take a long time. It's obviously not around here, don't feel. Okay. So the Mishnah there had listed all the different levels of life for different kinds of profession. And the Gemara also said there, the Mishnah also said there, well, it said that a Tamachachim is able to go out, but Shaloi Bereshut, you can go out without your wife's permission to go learn Torah for a period, for a period of, of, of a few months. That is what the Mishnah had told us. Uh, they are able to go out of Kuntra Blazer for 30 days for a month without Rishos. But yeah, then you have to come back. That is the background for this Gemara. The Gemara says like this. Um, Rav Bruno, Omar um, Rav. So Rav Bruno says the name of Rav Halakha That meaning that you go to Satanam every six months. Amnesty comes and leave without Rishos. The wife to go learn for 30 days. Omar um, Rav Marav. Marav. We just said that Rabuna, the name of Rav, said also like a blessing. And of Adabarava, 
says the name of Rav. Right? Remember, all the names are are, are key. Rav right? His father's name was the love man, right? Rav Rav. So he disagrees. This is the appreciation of Rav is different. He says that it's true. The opinion of Rav Lezer is that the man is able to go to the and go learn Torah for 30 days. But the rabbis disagree with Rav Lezer. And what does the say? They're allowed to go learn for two to three years without rishos of their wives and go study Torah. So you can go to Carl, your wife's screaming, no, no, where are you going? No problem. You can go take a sabbatical. Sabbatical, I think, is a year. So you can take a longer sabbatical. Yeah. On my row, that's, this is two different understandings of Ra. So for holding it, yeah, two different understandings of Ra. Omar Rava. Now Rava's thing. Remember Rava was when we had a brachas we talked about his students. You have to go, right? In the times of the harvesting and the planting, you have to go home and take care of your family, right? Because otherwise you're not going to always be covered about it. Think about it. Go work. During the month you have to work, go work. And the rest of the time you come back. Omar Rava. The rabbis relied on the opinion of the Rava in the name of Rav, meaning that what? That's not the halakh like Rabbi Lezer, rather it's Machlegas, the Chacham, and Rabbi Lezer, and we hold like the Chacham, they're allowed to go and learn. Shaloi Bereshus for two to three years. Somchu Chachamim al Rabbi Rava, the Avdi Uvda Benafshayu. And they put themselves in danger of losing their life. What do they do? They went and go learn for two to three years the Avdi Shus of their wife. The of the of the Afshire, they put themselves in danger with their life. The mug is a story. You heard the Rabbi Khumi. Like the story of Rabbi Khumi. What does Rabbi mean? Mercy, the merciful rabbi. This is a great story, right? This is the uh, the classic, right? This is how you know that these stories did not actually happen. Well, it wasn't with this person's name because we gave the guy a name, Rabbi and we're about to tell you a story about his rabbi. What was the story that was He was always learning by Rav and Mechayza. Rav is the one who just told us that these rabbis were Sleimach and Ravada Barava. He said that Rav doesn't tell off Sergeblaza, but rather, I'm only to go out for 30 days. Rather, like the Chacham say, by the other opinion of Rav, by the name of Ravada Barava, that the Chacham is allowed to go out and learn for two to three years of our shows. What, what does Rabbi Kumi say? So, so what does Rabbi Kumi do? Rabbi Kumi is a student of Rava, and Rava would say that he used to go work. He had a student named Rabbi Kumi. Again, I'm saying maybe that wasn't his name. And he was a student of Mechayza. He would come home once a year. You know when he came home? Erev Kippur. Why is he coming home Erev Kippur? Why Erevim Kippur? No, what do you think? He's coming home Erevim Kippur to practice precious. Right? You're coming home Erevim Kippur means you're not able to do anything in an intimate way with your wife. You're coming home to have a cinema of Sagas, you have Yom Kippur, and you go back to Yeshiva. That's why he's coming home Erevim Kippur. Okay? That's the level of, of, of dedication to Torah that Rebbe Kumi is on. Oh, why did he come at all? Okay. Well, let's assume that his wife was happy just to see him. Yemachad, Mishkakta Yishmaita, one day, the learning was so good, it was exciting, it was so, it was so 
unbelievably, uh, you know, taking up his time. He couldn't think about anything else. She started crying. He was sitting on a roof. The roof collapsed and he died. The person, Rabbi Merciful, and a Misa, he come home every, every Kibber, went every Kibber, so he was too good. He didn't remember he had to go home. He didn't remember the Urban Kibber. His wife was crying, but she thought he was coming, he didn't. But Avid Uvda bin Akshay, as Rabbi, they caused themselves to become the fascists for themselves. He was sitting on a roof every time. The roof collapsed and he died. That's Misa number one. This doesn't stop. This Gemara brings down 10 nights alive. Unbelievable. Then is the Gemara. So, what is the owner of a Tamachacham? I'm Rabbi Huda Mashmuel. Every week, I should pray, eat them, be eat them. I'm Rabbi Huda Vitam, Rabbi Huda Vitam, Rabbi if the item of Tom Collins every year of Shabbos and you're not keeping so because you're going away to study because you're doing Shlebur Shuz. You're doing Shlebur Shuz of your wife. You're not being a Kaya Mitzvah by now. You're going to cause problems in your family. Rukumi didn't mind because he relied on the opinion of Rabbi Zabar and the name of Rab. He said it's not an issue. Shmuel says it is an issue. What does Shmuel also hope? He had any more institutions. What is Shmuel home? You first get married, and then you go learn. Wasn't that you learn in the end? How does Shmuel work it out? I, Shmuel, I think, would tell you it's not a problem for me. How long, Bahalahu, in the Gemara, the way Rashi understood it meant what? That they would leave Bob and go to Eric's so that would be a problem. He's not keeping the Mitzvah of going to Shmuel. But if you look at Shmuel himself, why Shmuel without the Gemara, telling you how long, Bahalahu, or if you use the Ran, that's not a problem. According to the Ran, they didn't go to Eric Sword to learn. They're staying in Bubba to learn. But the wives are industrious, the wives are working. They can support themselves. Not Rechaim and Sabra, but Yasser Sarah. What? Even candidates of Vine, you stay local. If you wouldn't even have the Halam Vahalalu at all, you just have Shemal. So you, you are Tamakakam, very nice. So what? You can be Tamakakam and still have no relationship with your wife. Yeah. We're not going to get into it right now. This is the point. We're saying that there is an opinion. There is an opinion of Rob that says you can go to labor source of your wife for three years, two to three years, go without any item, without, any, without seeing your wife. Remember, the context of this Gemara is Of course, I'm saying. The, the context of the Gemara is, and that, that's why this Gemara is, is unbelievably poignant. The reason this Gemara is unbelievably poignant is because the Gemara is acknowledging an existential reality. Your wife wants an intimate relationship. A woman wants an intimate relationship with her husband. That is the context. Doesn't want her husband to be living in an ivory tower, becoming a great Thomas Hoffman and not having a relationship with him. And yet, we're bringing down mices 
of people that did do that. And we're saying, Rabbi says, Ovid Ovid Ben Afshai, right? Which is saying you do a very dangerous thing, taking on such a thing. Causing your wife to get upset, causing her to cry. You're Ovid Ovid Ben Afshai. You're putting yourself at death risk. Right? And the Gemara is giving this guy a name. His name is Rabbi Khumi. I don't think that's his literal name. I think the Gemara is making you supposed to think, oh, the tongue in cheek, right? This is a Mr. Merkel doesn't understand what's going on in his own house. He's becoming the greatest common cause since sliced bread. At whose expense? How many carbonas are being sacrificed for your terror? But it's not to say that they didn't have what to rely on. There was opinion by the Rahab in the name of Rahab that you're allowed to go to every show for three years. But the wider concept of the Gemara, and the reason why this Gemara is so poignant is because you have the pull from your wife and the pull from your terror. And the balancing of that is the challenge. And that's the point you see with my. But you see Shmuel, very different opinion than Rao. Right? Shmuel's like, not, not even 30 days to Shalai every week. So for Shmuel, the Gemara, Halam Ali doesn't need that. For Shmuel, Kwash Shmuel, for Shmuel himself, you get married first, you become a you're a normal person, you learn, you work, you do whatever it is. That's what you do. All right, Mark continues. We have a time for another another one of the mice. Says the Gemara like this: Yehuda Bereder Abchia. We just had Abchia, right? We just talked about Abchia. His sons, Abchia passed away. His sons went to work. They wondered. They forgot the way. They wondered if Dad remembered. Does Does he know about our side that we're not remembering that one? And that's when you get in the whole Gemara about the dream. So here, Yehuda Bereder Abchia. Yehuda, the son of Abchia, so one of the sons. Was chasna de Rabbiana, the son of Rabbiana. Okay. He would be learning very much in Yeshiva. He would come home every week. He would come home every week, every Shabbos. Right? He would come home every week. And Rabbiani would see a pillar of fire, proverbial pillar of fire. That is to say, the son of Ramchia, Yehuda, was such a knacker, there was like a pillar of fire that would you know, be leading uh, in the streets, be leading in front of him. He would know that his son was in town. Okay. Yom Echad, was a very exciting day in learning. They didn't like have Fridays the way you know, we had in Shiva Friday, you know. Uh, Friday was a serious day of learning. He got excited about the Gemari. He didn't remember Shabbos. He didn't see the sign. He didn't see the Amr the, Ha'esh. The, the, he didn't see the fire coming through the town. The Amr Ha'esh said, You know, turn over his bed, which is a sign of mourning that he, that he must have died. Because if, if, if this son of Rabkhia, if Yudu was still alive, to me, it's a little bit shocking with the fact that you know the father was very well aware of their uh, what was going on. Okay, but it's an odd gemara in that sense. But but the gemara says and they couldn't because he, he got so sad about the learning. The father said, must be dead. What is that supposed to tell you? Supposed to tell you, well, obviously the father was maybe a little bit too engaged in what was going on with his son's life. Fine. 
but it's also supposed to tell you what? It's supposed to tell you that the way at least Yehuda, the son of Rabbi understood it, is very important. The way Svavla understood it is vital. What Shmuel said was vital. And if you're not here, it's because you're dead. That's how I'm taking it. In other words, this is a meant to be a repost. This is meant to be a shot across the other direction. This is saying Shmuel is the right approach. This is meant to force that in there. The way Rabbiana understood it, the only way he's not here is he's dead. So, so the Prophet says, Mark says, Mark concludes that he in fact died. says, You're dead, you're dead. He said he must be dead. He wouldn't otherwise be missing. He's right now. He died. Fine. Some of the stories here they end up coming back alive. Or ends up working out. It didn't work out in this one. We don't have that as a. Don't have that as a, as a oh, we're about to get it. Oh, we're about to get the one, one two, three years. Yeah. All right, but what we're seeing from here is a very healthy debate around the nature of what does it mean, a successful relationship with your wife. And the context of that is that the person has two mistresses. You have your wife and you have the parent, and they're both demanding your time. And balancing that is part of a successful life. Of course, if you have a wife, there's, a more, there's no, I'm not saying existentially, there's no woman who's, who's Going to violate this idea of being apart. And Isha Prusha is and destroys the world. And, and there were examples of it in other religions where you have people, they want to be monastic kermits, they, they want to cut themselves off from the world. That's not the terrorist act. That's not our approach. But there is a big gamut, there's a big wide array of possibilities of permutation within what is mutter and an approved way of living. Not all the same, it's going to be different strokes for different folks. But within that context, one has to find a healthy parameter of a relationship where that works for you and it works for your wife. But to say, look, the terrorist mom is you know, calling me all day long and I have no time for my family, that is what this Gemara is. This, the reason this Gemara is so key in terms of understanding this so yeah, is because it's not, we didn't invent it. And this is not like all of a sudden we came up with this conflict. Like, oh, it was a difficult feeling. They had this conflict then. This Gemara for me is showing you the conflict writ large. Mice after mice after mice of people who are torn. They love learning and they love their wife. What should they do? How should they balance out the schedule? We'll stop for here. Um, but next week we'll finish up the other ones. We'll see all how many years we're talking about. We're talking about a lot of years. And other mice which have negative negative uh, consequences. Right, it's good.